your short yardage. Wait, What's on? Welcome to another edition of Hard Count. I'm your boy, Mr. Bra- Bradstone. Mr. Bradstone, I'm here with my longtime friend, great co-host, T-Ball. What up, T-Ball? Hey, what's going on? Good to be here. Ready to talk some NFL today? Excited for another edition of the Hard Count. I think this is number four episode, so uh, we're going to jump right into it. I know everybody's heard about the Kareem Hunt stuff going on, but we're going to fill you full of the details, what's going on, and kind of give our take on it. So, T-Ball, go ahead. Yeah, kind of some weird stuff going on. I'm sure everybody's heard about Kareem Hunt, what's going on with him. If not, um, back on February 10th, Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, Ohio, at the downtown Metropolitan uh, Hotel, assaulted a 19-year-old Abigail Ottinger. Finally got her name, I see. Yeah, we got her name. Um, There's some weird things going on behind the scenes. I I mean, I watched the video. Um, There was obviously a blatant push. Um, then what had happened was his friends were trying to hold him back. He got down into this hallway and he came scorching out of the hallway, which then I seen him run into the back of one of his friends. And then that friend proceeded to run into the young 19 year old Abigail Ottinger, which then she went flying and she hit her head on the wall. And then it proceeded to Kareem Hunt made his way over to her. And from what I saw, gave her a slight kick to the leg. As she was a little dazed, or honestly hitting her head on the wall. Now, do I condone violence towards women? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Um, Now, I've never put myself. I've never. I've never. I'm obviously me being a Caucasian man. I don't know what it's like to be African American and have somebody who's 19 years old and a woman come up to you and call you the N word to your face. Especially a white woman, I guess. She was white, right? Yeah, she was. She looked white to me. Yeah, right. Um, Spanish or something. But I, I would I'm imagine sure. if I was Kareem, I probably would have done the same thing. Now, if it might have been a little different story, you know, I'm a professional athlete. I need to watch what the fuck I do. Yeah, stop and think for a second. I mean, he could obviously, you know. He had, looked like he had a girl or some girls with him. He could have just been like, hey, go over there and whoop that bitch's ass for me. <laughs> right. Like, Pay her a couple um, couple hundred dollars. But he, did, out. he didn't have to take it as far as he did, obviously. Um, obviously, I didn't think it was that bad, but has she, should he have put his hands on her? No. But a lot of people are, like, really blowing this out of the water. Like, one of the videos that I looked at, it said, brutal assault. Right. I'm well, like, that's I because it's call a it woman. brutal. That's because yeah. it's a woman. For one, a young woman, and then two, a NFL football star. So they're trying to make it look and sound a lot worse than what it is. Right. So while I was talking about what's kind of fishy here going on um, behind the scenes, I guess police in Cleveland had opened an internal investigation into the response of the February incident. Um, the department has determined following an internal revenue that a member of the Cleveland Division of Police provided a copy of the police report Regarding the assault to somebody, this is the thing. They're not sure who it is. Oh, of course. But the report, cause so apparently the report didn't go through the official, and this is in quotations, official records request process, um, the department officials announced Wednesday. Um, as a result, the department is now overseeing an internal probe into the overall response to the incident in which Hunt 23 was seen on video pushing and kicking a 19-year-old woman identified as Abigail Ottinger of Ohio. The Kansas City Star reports that the delivery of that report wasn't included on a list obtained by the newspaper showing requests for records pertaining to the incident via Ohio's open records law. So there was nothing there 
of that route, basically the delivery of that information to whoever it was or who obtained it. Um, the list indicated no request by league officials until TMZ published that footage November 30th. Hunt was later sent home from the Chiefs practice facility after the video surfaced and was placed on that commissioner's exempt list. list. Yeah, so the Chiefs then released him, and uh, he remains unsigned after clearing waivers. Well, he clears waivers, but here's the thing about that whole thing. As long as he's on the league's exempt list, he can, even if he gets signed with a team, he cannot play until they actually sh- uh, give his sentence, basically. So if they give him a suspension... Then they can actually he could actually play for that team unless obviously he gets suspended the rest of the year. Then they just wasted money signing him, so that's all that that really means with that part. I see. Now they're saying here um, that team officials, meanwhile, never made a formal you know records request uh, regarding the incident, according to public records reviewed by the Kansas City Star. But several news organizations, um, someone named Greg T and another woman named Kelly Ottinger did seek various records from police in the aftermath of the alleged assault. Now, an individual named Jordan Carpenter, who indicated he was employed by the NFL, filed a request for unedited police reports, police records, 911 call, surveillance footage, and other info connected in the incident involving multiple individuals at the uh, hotel there. Now, that's according to the Kansas City Star. Now, league officials said late Tuesday that they had multiple verbal conversations with cops in Cleveland and sought out video footage upon learning of the incident. Now, in addition, the NFL representatives also made requests for surveillance video to the hotel property. Uh, Brian McCarthy, the league's vice president of communications, um, told ESPN, We also obtained and reviewed the material developed by the police, which included the written reports prepared by the officers responded to the incident, and later the interview that were recorded by body cams and the recordings of the 911 calls. Um, Hunt has apologized. um, Extremely embarrassed. Yeah. Obviously, uh, since he was caught on tape. um, But, you know, this isn't the only thing that he's done. There was also another report in Kansas City Bar where apparently he punched some man in the nose or something. Yeah, there's there's been two more incidents where, yeah, uh, one was back in June at a restaurant as well. He got an altercation. The league knew about that one. And uh, then the other one, like you were saying, he got in that violent thing in the – in that nightclub and broke a guy's ribs and and nose, sent him to the – yeah, so he's being. But he stupid. lied about that one. Yeah, he lied about that one. Didn't tell them about that one. That's well, maybe he lied about the that one because he knew hitting of the woman is going to get him thrown out of league. They can cover up an assault case right. on another dude, but on a woman, no. Or they, sponge it, expunge it. They can't sweep that under the rug. Well, let me ask you a question. Following that, unless you got a little more on that. Ah, uh, that's I ask all you. I had. Okay, as uh, far as that report went. My question is, okay, like you said, the Chiefs found out about this, found about this video, possibly seen the video and then sent him home and released him. Would you have released, you know, Kareem Hunt in this case after just knowing about this, or would you let him keep playing on the team until they actually came down with, with a, you know, suspension of something of some sort and then cut him? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question because obviously Kareem Hunt's one of the best running backs in the game right now, and you want to protect your players. And, you, I mean, this is a business. You're here to make money. Now, obviously, in my mindset, I would have thought of other options other than cutting him, like 
Can we just put him on injured reserves? Can we? What can we do with him other than cut him? That way we can keep him around until this incident is obviously 100% gone over by the league. and they Because it's not up to the Chiefs what his sentence is. It's right. up to the league what his sentence right. is. So the Chiefs just kind of took one step already that I think the league would have already have taken. Because I feel in the future, even if the Chiefs do try to keep him, the league's going to be like, nah, you're gone. But... Like I said, in my position, yes, as the Chiefs, I would have put him on injured reserves, saw what the league was going to do with him, and then been like, okay, the league's going to give him a six-game suspension. We think that's that's fair. or you know, We're also going to fine him. Of but course. I'm not saying just go ahead and be like, oh, we saw it, you're done, bye. Yeah, that, that would be outrageous. So, I mean, I feel what, you, what you're saying with all that. I wouldn't have cut him right away. I would have let him, you know, kind of like what you're saying, just let him hang around until we figure out what's going on. I don't know if I would have put him into reserve because that means you're taking a guy out for at least eight-plus weeks. And there's, I mean, that would be the rest of the year. So, I mean, I guess what I would do is figure out another way, like you were saying, other than that of just putting him somewhere. Because why would you want to let him go to free agency if he, you know, like he passed waivers, obviously. So if somebody wanted to sign him right now, they could. But he couldn't yeah, play for yeah, them. Yeah, he just couldn't play. Yeah, but or practice. still, what if they only gave him like a four-game suspension? He got his appeal down to two. Or what if they gave him an eight and he got his, you know, down to four? That's just the rest of the season until they make the playoffs. They're obviously going to make the playoffs. They're 11 and two. Maybe it's the whole integrity thing with the Chiefs. Like, yeah, I mean, we asked you about it and you lied. You have them at a standard. You hold them to a standard, of course. But if you think about it this way, it's like, do you blame him for lying? He knew that was going to obviously put him in a position where it's not only going to implicate him. He might go to jail, but he's going to get kicked out of the league. So, But it hurts his credibility as well by lying and then I, them finding out. You know, it's what's funny is they had the video. Somebody obtained the video. TMZ somehow paid for this to have this video. So, Go yeah, figure. I mean, TMZ released it on November 30th, but... There's a big span between February and November. Right. So somebody obtained that video. So what I think is happening is somebody obtained that video, whether it's legally, illegally, but somebody from the media obtained it. TMZ and they, somehow. they blackmailed the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs organization and said, hey, there's something going on with your boy here. Um, you need to ask him about it. And then, of course, you know, he's going to cover his tracks where at the same time they're like, "Hey, if you don't, if you don't sit there and like give us this amount of money, we're gonna release this, and you're gonna do this in this game." Oh, like they just this could have been this could obviously be me being a conspiracy theorist, but uh, in sports there could be a lot behind the scenes going on with this. Like for one, why did it take so long for the video to release? Was it because it took that long to obtain because it seemed like there were several people all over it from the report I just read. Well, wouldn't you? And it's a superstar with money and you could extort him. Right. And not only that, it's like, did the Chiefs actually know about it this whole time? And maybe he just kind of fabricated the story a little bit, but the Chiefs had an idea of what had happened or read some kind of police report. And but, they're like, let's see how long we can let this go. Oh, the video's out now? Now yeah, we have to let you Right. Go. I think that's what exactly what happened right there. So, yeah, there's something behind the scenes. This whole report that I just read, I mean, Cleve the Cleveland police are, are obviously very confused on what the fuck's going on. Oh, they're terrible anyway, police. But when you got people behind the scenes like the NFL who have obviously way more money than the whole entire city of Cleveland. 
Why was he even in Cleveland anyways? I think there? they were playing, or that's where he's from. Yeah, him. Who him. cares? That, you know how that is one of the highest murder rate cities there are in America? Like, him why and, would you even want to be in that kind of drama in that area? Him and Travis Kelsey are both from Ohio. Okay, but why would you go to Cleveland? Uh, you know, I, I get you're from there. How about you move your family away from that terrible city? Right. Well, first of all, you're 23 years old. You're Why is a 19-year-old woman... Even in the same hotel. Like, where did this girl come from? Was she hanging out with y'all? Was she passing y'all? Yeah, how'd you meet? And, like, did she was just like, oh, you're Kareem Hunt. Can I get an autograph? No? Oh, well, fuck you then, N-word. And then it just blew up from there. Well, like He said that they, that was the first time they ever met each other. It was during this incident before, you know, obviously. And then this incident happened. So I don't know. Yeah. Well... You know, like I said, if I if I was the Chiefs, that's what I would have done. I would have found some other option or something to do with him until the league had made their ruling. Absolutely. That's just me. Because, look, what if it backfires? You know what I mean? Like like I just said earlier, what if they give him, like, an eight-game suspension? They don't Ray Rice him because that's the standard now. If you punch a fucking woman in the face on video, you get Ray Rice, a.k.a. you're done forever. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just fucking stupid for doing that. I, I cannot I cannot believe that guy did that. I mean, he punched his wife unconscious and then, like, dragged, then dragged her, her out. Dragged on, her around. Like, you didn't think that was going to happen on a fucking elevator? There's, like, there's a camera in every elevator there did is. Did not look remorseful at all. No, like, no. literally knocked her out and was, like, and like kind of nudging her with his foot, like, hey. And then she stays with him and they go about trying to do all this good for shit. Whatever. Anyways, off topic, but I don't think they should, like, like, like I was saying, what if they give him an eight game suspension? He somehow appeals it down to six or four games. That's what's well, going to end up well, happening. That anyways. would be hilarious because what if it was a team like who needs a running back that is in the playoff mix right now? Um, let's say since Melvin Gordon's down for the Chargers, let's say he stays out the rest of the year. Something happens to where he can't come back in. He gets a Kareem Hunt gets like a four game suspension all the way down, or maybe six, and they're still there in the playoffs somehow, and they pick him up. That would be crazy. And, and, and divisional as they play against the Chiefs, right? Individual they picked him up. Divisional play, but I mean that's big hypothetical. Like you're saying, the suspension ends and then it's playoff time, and yeah, like they it's get the to pick Chiefs versus whoever, and they pick the other team picks him up. That like, would that would be crazy. He runs all over them, oh, you yeah. know. But that's hypothetical. But let me ask you this other question, and I'm going to answer it as well. Um, to that, Kareem Hunt. What what is Kareem Hunt's in? Uh, what is Kareem Hunt's future in the NFL? To UT ball right now. After seeing the video, uh, does he get a big, huge suspension? Does he get Ray Riced? That's what a tough think? question. Um, that's a very tough question. I think I can't really answer it until the league's ruling because it's all about the league. The league could be like, no, you're suspended indefinitely. Well, that's what I'm saying. Same, you're the league. What would you do? If how I was do you, the league? How, how would you handle it? Are you going to kick him out for the rest? Set an example like with the Ray Rice thing? Or is it as bad as the Ray Rice thing? I that's know. the standard now, like we were saying. It's so tricky with these types of leagues because you're going to have 50%. Okay, so if I say, oh, I think you should give him an eight-game suspension and you should end it there and then let him come back. Or if I say you should suspend him indefinitely. No matter how, how I answer, 50% of the people are going to be like, oh, he should get longer than that. Right. Or if I say it the other way, people are going to be like, oh, I wouldn't say he needs it that rough. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's it's one of those double-bladed, sorted questions, whatever you want to call it. If it was me, though, I'd probably, how many games left are in the regular season? Four, four from right now, after tonight. Well, well, yeah, after tonight's game. If I was the league, I'd say he's done for the rest of the year and he can come back next year. 
that would be my ruling. So four game suspension plus the playoffs. Plus if the Chiefs keep winning, they go all the way to the Super Bowl. No, you can't play at all. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add to that? Community service? Like, does he go? I mean, is there anything? I mean, pay a fine. I guess I'd be like, you're suspended and you're gonna have to pay this fine for breaking. Because I'm sure there's some kind of policy. Give up your it. salary for the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, okay, not Towards only you women play domestic abuse or you're, whatever. You you're sal- you you're not gonna get paid. Like, we're releasing you, and you're not getting anything else. Like, you're done. Like, we've cut you off until the start of next year. Your 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 contract's gonna have to be renegotiated. Everything. You're gonna start with a new team. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it, I kind of I kind of want to go with you on that, but. Here's the problem with giving him any kind of suspension. Is there audio to this video, or is it just straight video? Every video I've seen hasn't had audio. Exactly. So if there were audio, here's how I would do it. This is how I would deal with it. Um, If there was audio and the whole altercation took place under audio and that video of all the stuff we've seen, and there was audio to it all, and what happened was you hear them arguing, and then she goes, well, F you, or... You're just a stupid N-word, however she puts it. Because he said she called him the N-word. So however that altercation came out. And then, if she were to say that and then he started doing what he was doing, I would understand in the world today that we live in how mad he would be with a white or non-African-American you know, African American calling him the N-word. Yeah. I don't condone fighting or punching a woman in any cases unless a woman is like just beating your ass with a frying pan or a bat <laughs> for no right. absolute reason. Then stop a woman from hurting you. Yeah. Oh, well, a lot of people are going to say he's a professional. He yeah, should, he's huge, and, and he, he could should, really hurt her. Or, he should act like a professional. Well, I don't care who you are. If you're a human and you're a professional actor, athlete, no matter what, someone calls you that and you're an African-American, you're immediately going to get mad. I don't know how many people in the world could actually hold that back and not be mad and stop for a second and go, oh, I'm a professional. I can't do this. No, emotions take over as a human being, and you get mad or angry or upset, and that's what happens. So then I would say... Okay, let's give him let's give him a four game suspension the rest of the actual regular season, but nobody can pick him up until the playoffs start, or maybe yeah okay you can pick him up but he can't play till the playoffs start four game suspension at least and I would allow him to possibly you know s- appeal that suspension down to like three games but other than that no I think you should at least serve a three to four game suspension if how I just subs- or prescri- or described it happened yeah. But now, if it's the other way around, I totally agree with you on that. Well, you got to think about it this way, too. I mean, if there is audio, it may make his case look a lot worse. Or it could make it look better. Because the things, it could. But he could be saying things, too, that are probably not so... So do you think they're hiding audio from this? They just show you video just to sh- make him look bad? No, I just for think it's because and... it was in the hotel, and the hotel's like, what do we need audio for? I think it'd be probably pretty loud as well. Because you're constantly that hearing that... Because if you uh, obviously if you're looking at tape, you're gonna be he- hearing the fucking thing going bing all the right. time, and yeah, it just wouldn't be good. Plus, people could sue you if you're listening to their conversations. Yeah. But I mean, it's for protection too. So yeah, maybe liability. But like I Might said, be. I that, that's just my way of looking at it. It's possible. And you know what's even crazy is now Reuben Foster is being accused uh, of the 49ers, who were actually released by the 49ers and picked up by the Redskins. He's now being accused of beating his girlfriend. But there's no video. No, there's no video there. This is an allegation. And she apparently lied the first time about it as well. Yes. She said it's happened on three different occasions. Um, all three times there's been a police report. 
uh, and on this apparent time, she said something, lied about it, and then said this is what really happened. It was still assault, but it went down in a different way. So it like, kind of ruins her credibility, and there's a whole other story with that. So, um, But still, it doesn't – I think you need video evidence in today's day and age in the NFL with this whole domestic or just abuse towards women at all. I think you need video or at least audio. Yeah. But audio is easier to kind of fake and stuff like that. They had two pictures, a little bruise on her cheek and a scratch on her collarbone. Which you couldn't actually tell if it was her face. I'm not doubting it in any way. Don't, don't think we're discrediting this woman or anything. We're, we're on the fence, so we don't know because yeah. we're not there. We're not the cops. We're not investigating. Yeah, so this is pretty recent. Um, obviously, the Kareem Hunt thing has been going on for a while, but it's an unfortunate you know, case. He had a bright future. 23. And- yeah, only 23 years old. And Second year in the league. He's just being stupid. So, um, I wish the best for the guy. I hope this he turns it around and never does something like this again, especially yeah. on camera. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. What, what what do we got next? We got Mike McCarthy on the queue. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, our damn Packers. I mean, we've been saying it for a while. He's uh, He needs to be let go. I think we actually said it two episodes ago on Hard Count. Yeah, and look what happened. And we were, they must have listened to us, the biggest Packers fans you guys know. But here's the thing they fired Coach McCarthy after his 13 year tenure and Winston Moss, the, the assistant coach. Now, T Ball, do you do this right now after that loss, the horrible loss to the Cardinals, the 2017 loss they lost at home to the Cardinals this past Sunday? Do you think that that whole team kind of just threw that game because they wanted to get rid of coach mccarthy because they're just tired of his his non-creativeness he's just a not a good leader all that good stuff and also would you if you're the packers you know head organization would you cut him right now or would you have waited till the end of the season well as far as the from the player standpoint if you're looking at it you know like i said this is a professional standpoint these players want to come out here and win football games. absolutely so, did they throw it on purpose to try to get rid of him? It's a possibility, but I don't. I wouldn't say it was a big, giant, you know, collective. Like not all eleven people, like one or two guys, maybe. Right. But like, I don't think they were like, "Oh, let's do this at Arizona." I think there was. Let's just say this. I think there's been talks in the locker room a long, for a couple of weeks now, just like you and I have been talking about how some of the players are probably in the same feelings as us about getting rid of Mike McCarthy. And I just feel like the loss at home against a shitty-ass Arizona Cardinals team just is the straw that broke the camel's back. And, yeah, I think it was a great idea. It's like, oh, you can't beat the Cardinals, then we got to do something different. You can't scheme and beat the Cardinals. You cannot beat the Cardinals. Yeah, something's got to go. And then, you know, you appoint Philbin as the interim, and, of course, he cleans house, and there's speculation there. So it's like, why not? Um, This assistant coach that he fired has the same mindset as Mike McCarthy. He's been with him the whole 13 years. So... I don't understand why you would keep somebody around. And then give him heat for firing the guy. Yeah. because. Well, they want to say it was because of a Twitter post. But, yeah, I guess he couldn't really defer from Coach McCarthy, so there's no way that you know he would stick around. So I get it. Yeah, I don't know why they're giving him scrutiny either for firing the guy. Yeah, I think it was a great idea to get rid of McCarthy. I think it was a great idea to get rid of their assistant. Anybody who I feel like is in the same mindset as Mark McCarthy needs to go. Because um, obviously the Green Bay Packers need to change something there. And they were trying to say it had to do something with a tweet, but apparently the guy didn't even – the guy who fired him, he doesn't even have Twitter. Philbin doesn't even use Twitter. 
So he's like, I, I didn't, I don't use Twitter, so I didn't even see the tweet until I'd already fired him, and then somebody had pointed out the tweet. Yeah, they're trying to make it a correlation of, oh yeah, you did that because you know Aaron Rodgers sent out that tweet talking shit. He should be gone too. No. My problem is with Mike McCarthy, like we've said it a million times, he lacks creativity. He doesn't scheme well for Aaron Rodgers and has wasted his career. They won't go in free agency. and Because that's part of Mike McCarthy's job, too, and the assistant coach to come up to the general office and be like, yo, we need some players around Aaron Rodgers, either offensively or defensively, to win these games. Yeah, you And nobody got... was speaking up. All he would do is just draft and develop, and you can't keep doing that and, sus- and expect success. Well, we should have known something was off when his first decision was to re – the very first move was to re-sign the kicker. Right. Like what? Or, or let go of Jordy Nelson but keep Randall Cobb that has only played two games this year. Yeah. Yeah, he had that game-winning touchdown in the first game of the year against the Bears, but look what's happened since. He hasn't done shit. Woo, whoop de doo Let's keep that guy. Sounds like a bit of little, a little bit of sabotage on his end. Or, I mean, they, like. they picked up a fucking punter round five. During the draft, really, oh, McCarthy guy, kill out of Alabama. J.K. Yeah, J.K. He's a he's a balling ass punter, he's but I swear he would have probably been there since till round seven, oh, the last definitely. fucking round. He's a punter. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Or how about, um, let's say uh, he's ten and eight in playoffs record. Um, obviously the best season they ever had was 2011 when they went 15 and one, won the division, but lost the very first round of the playoffs. Well, second yeah. with a bye. Yeah. Here's what gets me. Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl, but he's only been to one. So it's like we can't really compare you to any other Super Bowls you played in because you only have a 1-0 and record because you've <laughs> only been to one. Yeah. And uh, here's the other big one that gets me. They're 1-4 and four in the conference championships and his whole tenure of being there for 13 years. Yeah, they've went to fucking – I'm sorry, they're 1-3. and three. They're, They've been to four conference championships. They've won one. That was the one they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, of course, they won that one. And then they went three more times and lost every single one. That's a coaching error. The thing that's really making me mad, though, is that they're putting a lot of this blame on Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. don't think it's his fault. They were like, oh, did you see his body language and how he was playing against the Cardinals at home? Well, how he's tired passes? of fucking losing. Well, how many passes did he have that game? 50. 31 yeah. for 50 with 233 or whatever it was on a touchdown pass. Exactly. There's no creativity in that passing right there to get him, you know, Open guys and start throwing up stats. Yeah, you have to you have to put something together. You can't just send a quarterback out there and be like, "Here, do what you can." Yeah, with these rookie wide I mean, receivers. Aaron Rodgers is good, but he's not that good. Nobody's that good. We've said this a million times. You can't just make nobodies into great players. I don't. I know, I'm so tired of hearing the Tom Brady thing that he makes wide receivers great. No, he doesn't. Those guys are already good, but he makes them great because he's a great quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers can't keep doing that year after year. You can't keep squeezing his talent, Mike McCarthy, and that's why they let him go. I mean, to be completely honest, Mike McCarthy's job should have been up to this for discussion several years ago. Four or five years ago? I mean, you're not winning. They're winning games regular season, but they're not winning it. Like when it counts. Right, yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. Like, yeah, we can have a good record all year long, and that doesn't mean shit if we're not doing anything in the playoffs. I mean, he was wasting timeouts. Every other team has fucking changed up coaches when they've been in that instance. So and They kept sticking it out, sticking it out. They right. gave him an extension last year, quietly, if anybody remember that. Mike McCarthy got a quiet one-year extension. It was like, now you're on the hot seat. Yeah. But... Here's a funny stat that gets me with him. We always say he wastes timeouts and he wastes challenges. Overall record, he's 47-93 and 93 when challenging a play. 
That's less than 50% of the time, less than 500, you know, under 500 on challenging. That tells you how dumb the guy is. Yeah, he's not smart. Or, or here's what he does when they're at, it's first and goal with at like the five-yard line or the, or the seven-yard line. This is what he does. Run, run, pass. Why not pass, pass, or pass, run, pass? Yeah, or Aaron run, Rogers pass, is pass. Deadly in the red zone. Right, run, pass, pass. How hard would that be? Why are you running it twice and not giving the best quarterback in the league a chance to throw it at least twice? Yeah, that's my biggest problem. Is he what? He, for some reason, he couldn't learn how to utilize Aaron Rodgers like in the red he, zone. He, he utilized him all the other years. Like, did you forget? Did you fucking forget? Like, who? He, like, did you forget Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you don't know? It's like he was out there like I don't know what the fuck to do with him anymore. What the fuck, dude? And plus, if you're not having chemistry with your quarterback, you have to make a decision in the front office about that as well. And yeah. then if, if I'm a coach and it's not clicking, then it's time to make a move. Right. So, Either change up the playbook or change up the coach or change up the quarterback. Yeah. And who's going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Nobody. They're saying uh, some stuff that, you know, of course, McCarthy would call the plays, but Aaron Rodgers would change them all the time. And it was who – both of them are smart guys, but it was who had the better play is what they were play, playing is what guys have been talking about. And I just – if I'm Aaron Rodgers, of course I'm going to fucking change the play a lot. Well, what quarterback doesn't go up there and makes at least one change to the play every time a play is called? Right. Audible, this guy, receiver doing this. Different or this, route, yeah. This running back blocking, chipping, or check and release, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's got to so, be something. I'm glad they made the move. Now they're talking about possible guys as uh, – the guy from the Patriots, their offensive coordinator, mm. but he's always in the mix for everybody. Talking about uh, Jim Harbaugh from the Michigan, since his four-year tenure is about to be up at in his contract with with Michigan, he might. Or the big one that I really really like is Nick Saban, the fucking Alabama coach. I think that would be great for the Packers. My goodness, they're about winning, so why not bring in the most winningest college coach there is? Yeah. Bring his ass in. That'd be nice. But I mean, that's a big change and a big jump from college to NFL, but I think he could get it done. I think I'd like to see. Oh, I give him a chance again? Yeah. yeah, he was previously in the NFL already as a coach, but that was young and, you know. So as of right now, what's Mike McCarthy's future? I don't know. I haven't heard nothing about it. I have really not even looked anything up on him because I just don't care about the guy anymore. I'm so tired of him. But isn't there a word about the Browns yeah, looking at him? Yeah, they talking about the Browns could actually go and look at him. Uh, there was somebody else, maybe the Bengals. They might actually get rid of old Marvin Lewis finally. That might be a better fit for him, the Browns. Right. You can go ahead and ruin uh, Andy Dalton's not good career some more as well because he's already ruining it. <laughs> right. So, But that's really all I had of this week for the hard count, unless you got anything else to add to yeah, it. Yeah, I actually do have some other things in the news here. Um, now, apparently NFL puts Roy Ellison on administrative leave. Uh, former longtime umpire on the officiating crew and last season's Super Bowl umpire, um, which, as you know, a, that's a job most don't get unless they're highly graded during the season. Uh, but he's actually been accused of calling the Bills defensive end, Jerry Hughes, during Sunday's game, a bitch. <laughs> called, you bitch. He called him a bitch. Now, apparently, this isn't the first time this has happened. This is his third incident where somebody has reported him for using foul language on the field. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, I'm not sure if he actually called him a bitch or if he told him to stop acting like a bitch. Or you're being a bitch. I mean, there's it's all situational about how it could have came off and what they thought about it, but I guess when you're out there telling 
players to watch their mouth and be professional. You got to do the same thing. So yeah, he's been in the league quite a while. Um, so, and not only has there been other reports, but he not only, he's he's a veteran. He's a veteran at a you know the umpire position. Um, obviously, with him being in the Super Bowl last year, you know he he is a veteran on that officiating crew, and he's not one of the part time guys. Like, cause I I don't know if you know, but the officiating crew and stuff like that they're all union. Um, so even though the NFL put him on administrative leave, that doesn't mean he's gonna lose his job, but it's definitely a high possibility. And not only that, he's not one of these like I said, he's not one of these part time guys like all the rest of them. He's full time. For calling somebody a bitch on the field, but I guess you got to be a professional referee and have that whole thing where you can't be like, oh, shut up, you're acting like a bitch. When you know damn well those guys take the biggest mental verbal abuse from players calling them names. Oh, yeah, there's probably all kinds of trash talk out there. So, so they can't do it? So it's I like mean, the fact that he even, he even told on him, that's a bitch move in itself. <laughs> right. Like, you you going to go tattletale, dude? Like What are you, 250? Like that dude calls me a bitch. I'm like, you're a bitch, too. <laughs> all right, you And then bitch. if he throws a flag for, for me doing that, I'm going to be like, okay, well, he just called me a bitch. And well, then I would have said something. See, yeah. But I'm not going to run and go tattle, so... Uh, but I thought that was a little interesting. Um, it's unfortunate for that guy, but um, Ezekiel Elliott um, <laughs> was obviously fine two weeks ago. Um, $13,369 for his $21 donation into the Salvation Army Kittle during a win over the Redskins. He um, he scored a touchdown, pulled $21 out of his sock because he's number 21. And the big kettle that he usually jumped in, like his rookie year, he jumped in it. Um, Got fined for that. This year, he uh, put $21 into it. Um, and then, you know, Dak Prescott scored a touchdown, and he carried Dak Prescott over to it and put da- Dak Prescott <laughs> into it. So he not only donated $21, but he donated Pre- Dak Prescott. Um, you know, it's funny because they fined him that money, but after that game, him and Dask, Dak Prescott donated $21,000 of their own money to the Salvation Army, and the Cowboys matched it as well. Um, you're allowed to celebrate. Um, and but you can't bring props in. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, for one, it's a charity. Right. And two, he just donated to the charity. So Serving a good cause. I think if you're going to find him at all, if you do find him for something like that, you just find him the $21 that he's already given and just let it be. And obviously, you know, they interviewed Zeke about the fine. He said, I don't really care. They can have their measly, you know, little money. He's like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, um, and that's being a leader of this football team. Um, and I'm, I'm going to continue to do what I do. And it's what's funny is a week after that Redskins game, when the Saints played the Cowboys, which I don't know how the fuck they lost to the Cowboys, right. but Saints quarterback Marshawn Lattimore had an interception and went down, scored a touchdown. He's number 23. He pulled $23 out of his sock and put it into the kettle. But you don't hear about him getting At the fired. Cowboys. At Cowboy Stadium, yeah. Put $23 of it, did exactly what Ezekiel Elliott did, but Ezekiel Elliott gets fine, and Marshawn Lattimore does not. Well, see, that's what's wrong with the NFL. They pick and choose who they want to pick on, because look what they did. They picked on you know Ezekiel Elliott last year for this whole alleged abuse bullshit towards an ex-girlfriend, whatever it was, and now they're picking on him again. But yet another guy has a pick six, does the same thing before that, or after that, I'm sorry. 
and there's nothing going to happen about that. Maybe there'll be one later on down the road that we, you know, see in the, the tabloids, but that's that's hypocritical. It is. And it's a little it's almost ridiculous. It's biased. Yeah. Um, in other news, the only thing I got um, is Sanders uh, tears his Achilles. Emmanuel Sanders, that's Emmanuel terrible. Emmanuel Sanders wide receiver during Wednesday practice, um, a tore his Achilles tendon, and he is out for the rest of the season. I think it's going to end his career. You think so? He's been playing for a while. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he a veteran. A long in the tooth. He's yeah. like eight to ten year veteran. I'm pretty sure, and it may end his career. He may try to come back next year, but I think maybe he'll just kind of hang it up after that because he's had a good run. He's, yeah. he's been a really good, reliable wide receiver for forever. Oh, but I think he'll give it try to give it a shot, and then if it doesn't work out, then whatever. And also, Colt McCoy broke his femur. Oh, God. Uh, kind of like another Alex Smith. Exactly two He's weeks out. after he broke his. So now Mark Sanchez is going to get the start. The official starter this weekend. For that game. So one more big. played it down since, what, 2013? Oh, it's been a while. He sucks. But uh, one more big stat is uh, Saquon Barkley, my boy Saquon, broke the uh, all time franchise rushing record for a rookie in a season, rushing yards wise. Um, previously held 82 years ago. That's how long, well, 82 years it stood, I'm sorry, and he broke that record. It was uh, 829 or 830 rushing yards by a rookie. Broke that record and still has four more games. Right, he has 954 right now. So a big shout-out to that. Um, that is incredible. Definitely going to hit 1,000 yards. He needs 46 yards, so he'll probably hit that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, for all of those um, who heard the hard counts or listened to the hard count last week, uh, we told you we played the, the hard count at the beginning and at the end told you if you could guess it. Um, we'd give you a shout-out. Unfortunately, nobody called in. Sad. Come on, guys. Um, maybe nobody knew. But last week's hard count was brought to you by Mr. Tom Brady himself. So if that's who you thought it was, you are correct. It is Tom Brady. We did play one at the beginning of this show. If you can tell us who that guy was, um, I'll give you a hint. He used to play for the Jets a couple years ago and <laughs> wore number 14. Not that long ago. You still know him today. Um, but it obviously that game was when he was playing against the Patriots. Absolutely. Um, so we'll play that hard count again at the end of this episode. And, again, if you can tell us who it is, we'll give you a little shout-out, maybe get you on the show. And uh, we, we'd really appreciate you calling and seeing if you can guess it. So. Yep, go ahead and send us your, uh, your voicemails. But uh, that does it for, I believe this is episode number four of the hard count. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening. And me, Mr. Bradstone, I'm out. And, Mr. T-Ball, thank you for coming by. Yeah, glad I could do it. Yep, always here for you guys' NFL talk. Ask us any questions you need. But uh, that's that's what we do. So, uh, peace out. Third and short yardage. Wait, Andy! What's on? Hey, I was just listening to your guys to sing uh, Spiel on Kareem. Was it hard, you said? So, I think there's a level of breach of contract on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, position because if the assault happened earlier in the year and the incident was subdued, they let or they they knew that one of their players was possibly being investigated for an assault assault charge. So therefore until the findings of the court has been established, they fired him without basically being proven guilty. No matter what the video has, has showed we don't know what, what actually happened inside. 
like you know said, it's like he could have been assaulted and reacted within a self-defense manner. I mean, that's legally speaking. Is it foreseeable that an NFL player is stronger than that 19-year-old? Yes, it is very foreseeable. Did he take precautions to avoid the confrontation? That would be the second, you know, uh, question, you know, in, in the investigation by the NFL that they should be conducting. Did he knowingly, you know, invite her up with any alternative motive besides a fan meet and greet? You know, it's. I think there's a breach of contract. I think the Chiefs are responsible. And I think this girl's probably going to end up suing the Kansas City Chiefs and this guy. Uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's kind of like with the legalese kind of mind of thinking. So, yeah.